Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 156. Today we begin a new book, the book of Hosea. And this book is an interesting book in that it pictures a relationship between the people of Israel and God as one of a husband and a wife. The people of Israel being the wife, God being the husband, and the people of Israel constantly cheating on God committing adultery against God, if we might put it that way, and how God is picturing this in the life of Hosea and his unfaithful wife. And so today our theme is unfaithful to God. And thankfully, as we do each week, each episode, we see that God actually is a God who is also gracious and merciful, and he takes back his unfaithful wife. And we see that in Hosea, but we also see it in our reading from Matthew. And so let's begin today with Hosea chapter 1. This is the Lord's message that came to Hosea, son of Beeri, during the lifetime during the time of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the time of Jeroboam, son of Joash, king of Israel. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, he said to him, Go marry a prostitute who will bear illegitimate children conceived through prostitution, because the nation continually commits spiritual prostitution by turning away from the Lord. So Hosea married Gomer, the daughter of Debliam. Then she conceived and gave birth to a son for him. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Name him Jezreel, because in a little while I will punish the dynasty of Jehu on account of the bloodshed in the valley of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. At that time I will destroy the military power of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to him, Name her No Pity, Loru Mahama, because I will no longer have pity on the nation of Israel. For I will certainly not forgive their guilt, but I will have pity on the nation of Judah. I will deliver them by the Lord their God. I will not deliver them by the warrior's bow, by sword, by military victory, by chariot horses, or by chariots. When she had weaned no pity, Lorumaha, she conceived again and gave birth to another son. And the Lord said, Name him not my people, Lo Ami, because you are not my people, and I am not your God. However, In the future, the number of the people of Israel will be like the sand of the sea that can neither be measured nor numbered. Although it was said to them, You are not my people, it will be said to them, You are children of the living God. Then the people of Judah and the people of Israel will be gathered together. They will appoint for themselves one leader, and they will flourish in the land. Certainly the day of Jezreel will be great. Then you will call your brother, my people, Ami, and you will call your sister, Pity, Ruhumah. Plead earnestly with your mother, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband, so that she might put an end to her adulterous lifestyle and turn away from her sexually immoral behavior. Otherwise, I will strip her naked and expose her like she was when she was born. I will turn her land into a wilderness and make her country a parched land, so that I might kill her with her thirst. I will have no pity on her children, because they are children conceived in adultery. 
for their mother has committed adultery. She who conceived them has acted shamefully. For she said, I will seek out my lovers. They are the ones who give me my bread and my water, my wool, my flax, my olive oil, and my wine. Therefore, I will soon fence her in with thorns. I will wall her in so that she cannot find her way. Then she will pursue her lovers, but she will not catch them. She will seek them, but she will not find them. Then she will say, I will go back to my husband because I was better off than I am now. Yet until now, she has refused to acknowledge that I was the one who gave her the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and that it was I who lavished on her the silver and gold that they used in worshiping Baal. Therefore, I will take back my grain during the harvest time and my new wine when it ripens. I will take away my wool and flax that I provided in order to clothe her. Soon I will expose her lewd nakedness in front of her lovers, and no one will be able to rescue her from me. I will put an end to all her celebrations, her annual religious festivals, monthly new moon celebrations, and weekly Sabbath festivities, all her appointed festivals. I will destroy her vines and fig trees, about which she said, These are my wages for prostitution that my lovers gave to me. I will turn her cultivated vines and fig trees into an uncultivated thicket, so that wild animals will devour them. I will punish her for the festival days when she burned incense to the Baal idols. She adorned herself with earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers, but she forgot me, says the Lord. However, in the future, I will allure her. I will lead her back into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. From there, I will give back her vineyards to her and turn the valley of trouble into an opportunity for hope. There she will sing as she did when she was young, when she came up from the land of Egypt. At that time, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband and will never again call me my master. For I will remove the names of your Baal idols from your lips so that you will never again utter their names. At that time, I will make a covenant for them with the wild animals, the birds of the air and the creatures that crawl on the ground. I will abolish the warrior's bow and sword, that is every weapon of warfare from the land and I will allow them to live securely. I will commit myself to you forever. I will commit myself to you in righteousness and justice, in steadfast love and tender compassion. I will commit myself to you in faithfulness. Then you will acknowledge the Lord. At that time, I will willingly respond, declares the Lord. I will respond to the sky, and the sky will respond to the ground, and then the ground will respond to the grain and the new wine and the olive oil, and they will respond to God plants. Then I will plant her as my own in the land. I will have pity on no pity, lo Ramah. I will say to not my people, lo Ami, you are my people. And he will say, you are my God. And the Lord said to me, go show love to your wife again, even though she loves another man and continually commits adultery. Likewise, the Lord loves the Israelites, although they turn to other gods and love to offer raisin cakes to the idols. So I paid 15 shekels of silver and about seven bushels of barley to purchase her. Then I told her, you must live with me many days. You must not commit adultery or become joined to another man. And I also will wait for you. For the Israelites must live many days without a king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred fertility pillar, without ephod or idols. Afterward, the Israelites will turn and seek the Lord their God and their Davidic king. Then they will submit to the Lord in fear and receive his blessings in future days. So there we have this back and forth uh, of God saying, 
The people of Israel have worshipped other idols. They have committed adultery against God. They have chased after other gods as an as a unfaithful wife goes away from her husband. And yet God in his grace and his mercy lures uh, the unfaithful wife back, the people of Israel. And he brings them back to himself and he calls them to himself. And in doing so, he says to Hosea to do the same with his unfaithful wife as a picture of God's gracious pursuit of unfaithful people. And that's great news for people like you and me, because if we're honest, we can look at our lives and realize we're unfaithful in all kinds of ways to God and unfaithful to others too. And that's a message of hope in Hosea that God is a God who sees us in all our unfaithfulness and still pursues us in love. And we know this is true because God is the God who sent his son, Jesus. And we read about him in Matthew 16 and see how Jesus in his words and his actions shows his gracious love and pursuing love to us. Matthew chapter 16. Now, when the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He said, when evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather because the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today because the sky is red and darkening. You know how to judge correctly the appearance of the sky, but you cannot evaluate the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. Then he left them and went away. When the disciples went to the other side, they forgot to take bread. Watch out, Jesus said, beware the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So they began to discuss this among themselves, saying, It is because we brought no bread. When Jesus learned this, he said, You who have such little faith, why are you arguing among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? How could you not understand that I was not speaking to you about bread? But beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he had not told them to be on guard against the yeast in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When Jesus came to the area of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say that the Son of Man is? They answered, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, You are blessed, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you release on earth will have been released in heaven." Then he instructed his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and experts in the law, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. So Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, this must not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me because you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but on man's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to become my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will find it. 
For what does it benefit a person if he gains the whole world but forfeits his life? Or what can a person give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. I tell you the truth, there are some standing here who will not experience death before they see the coming of the Son of Man in his kingdom. And so here we have Jesus uh, explaining to his disciples that he is the one who is going to have to suffer and die and then rise again because it's the only way for unfaithful people who have cheated on God, adulterous people who have cheated on God to be forgiven, that Jesus would take the punishment for our unfaithfulness, that the faithful one takes the judgment of the unfaithful so that the unfaithful could be brought back and made to be new people who will be faithful in response to his sacrificial love and mercy to them. And so great hope for us who are unfaithful because God is faithful and Jesus has shown that faithfulness and what he has all done to bring us back to God. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-